Welcome to the Daily Horror Habit Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Krieger, bringing you daily reviews of current and classic horror movies for your twisted pleasure. Be aware that these reviews and discussions may include spoilers. And as always, I hope you enjoy. Do we really have to do this now? I'm, I'm literally about to start my first shifts. Anybody in here? You are the lucky rookie to work the very last shift in this mausoleum. All 911 calls have been rerouted to the new station, so it should be quiet. Sanford Police Department. I am a dancing flame. I'll destroy your own. The ones that lie within your heart. The ones you pray for. There's so much blood splashing around in there. She fell to her knees and bowed to the That's what pain and means. It was destined. The king of hell. I like you. I won't come back for you and all you love. Mark my words. Empowerment in horror has always been an interesting concept. Whether it's the final girl archetype, the rape revenge genre, or simply a battered and beaten character getting the upper hand on their assailant, power comes in many forms. Often empowerment is gained by those who are powerless for a majority of the film, whether it be physically or otherwise. A lack of control or influence on a character's given situation allows their primal fear to flourish, crafting an atmosphere ripe for scares and terror. But what happens when a horror film's central protagonist begins in a place of power, a place of control, and to top it all off, they're armed? Well, for today's installment to 2B Tuesday, in which I highlight a film currently streaming on 2B TV, the film Last Shift answers that question for us. Written and directed by Anthony de Blasi, along with co-writer Scott Poiley, Last Shift highlights what should be the start of a bright career in law enforcement, and quickly devolves into a shift from hell. Rookie officer Jessica Loren, played by Juliana Harkavy, is tasked with monitoring a defunct police station until a biohazmat team arrives to clear out an old evidence locker. But just as tedium sets in, strange occurrences begin happening that are directly tied to the precinct's sordid history. Think Assault on Precinct 13 meets 13 Ghosts in what is one of my favorite indie horror films that stretches its budget to the most effective limit. Last Shift's decision to have the film's protagonist be an armed police officer defies the traditional horror protagonist. Often we see defenseless characters scrambling to deal with conflict of which they aren't accustomed to. And while Officer Loren is a rookie, she's still trained to deal with violence and confrontations, and at the very least, she has a gun from the outset of the film. Again, we often see characters in horror films frantically searching for any means of defense, bladed, blunted, or other forms of improvised weaponry. So does the film's protagonist beginning the film with the holy grail of self-defense, a handgun, hurt the film's scares or crafting of life-threatening tension? Not at all, and it's the creative team's narrative approach that turns Officer Loren's position of traditional empowerment on its head. Last Shift is far more an investigatory haunted house film than anything else. There's a purpose for the strange events occurring, a purpose that's directly connected to Officer Loren's family history. The film's scares begin small, Locker doors begin opening suddenly, Loren finds a seemingly never-ending strand of hair in her food. And then the phone calls begin. She receives calls from a girl crying, telling her that people are dead and that she's being chased. As we dig deeper into the girl's claims and descriptions of what is occurring, it's uncovered that the girl is referencing a Manson-like cult that operated in the area a few years back. The same cult that gunned down Officer Loren's father. 
Given how far-reaching the scope of the film's narrative can feel at times, it never loses its claustrophobic tension of its single location setting. Capitalizing on the unsettling atmosphere of being alone in an empty building is one thing, but when it's a precinct of power, it heightens this primal fear given how foreign it is. The pacing with which the creative team deploy the film's scares to grow with Ren's discoveries of the station's history smartly coincide with one another. As clues regarding the events that actually happened to the members of this payment cult who killed her father come to light, the evening begins to take a more overtly hellish tone. And now for a brief intermission. If you've been enjoying this episode of Daily Horror Habit, please take a moment to subscribe to the show on your preferred streaming platform or leave us a review on iTunes. And thank you for your continued support, and I hope you enjoy the remainder of today's horrifying episode. Earlier events that were easily dismissed as rookie jitters or a weary mind playing tricks explodes into an all-out haunted house from hell, as Officer Loren begins seeing ghosts of those who had died on the evening of the payment cult raid. In one of my favorite scenes of the film, Officer Loren finds herself locked in a holding cell with the power out and with an incapacitated suspect. As she reaches for her flashlight, she accidentally drops it, sending it skittering across the floor. But then it suddenly turns on and is shining in her face. As Loren instructs the suspect to give her back her flashlight, the beam of light slowly pans to the suspect in the corner of the room, still unconscious, the holder of the flashlight remaining a mystery. This scene is indicative of just how well-constructed the film's scares are, given its limited budget, to the degree that it's actually quite shocking in just how effective it is. This is partially complemented by the great set design, especially in the cells which become covered in ritualistic cult writing and blood the farther the haunting progresses. Each progressively growing in intensity scare does a great job of having a brief intermission prompted by another phone call from the girl claiming to be the current victim of the cult. Each call provides a breadcrumb of information that Loren uses to progress her investigation down the path that will hopefully explain her current situation. In the end, it's the personal nature of the haunting that allows it to flow organically through this very untraditional setting and protagonist. Juliana Harkavy as Officer Loren is a character that you want to see get the answers to her questions regarding a past marred by tragedy. Harkavy is both sympathetic but also not willing to fully submit to her fears, making for an engaging protagonist who you don't spend half the film screaming, make better decisions. And despite her position of power and being armed for the entire film, those things are useless against the malevolent forces at work within the station. Her gun doesn't mean anything, her authority doesn't mean anything, and all she has is her wit and her history, and she needs to uncover the answers she seeks before it's too late. There's a lengthy portion of the film that makes the viewer question Loren's reality. The notion of an unreliable narrator adds an engaging narrative wrinkle that ramps up this haunted house precinct concept past just a series of jump scares. All of this builds to Last Shift's ending, which is a mean and brutal gut punch that feels genuinely shocking given how invested I became in our protagonist. While unexpected, at the same time it feels narratively justified, making it a welcome if not heartbreaking ending. So if you're in the market for a unique spin on the classic haunted house formula that knows how to stretch a dollar to get the absolute most of its spooky set design and bloody practical effects, be sure to check out Last Shift on Tubi TV. And that'll do it for another episode of Daily Horror Habits ongoing Tubi Tuesday segment. I'll see you guys tomorrow for another Daily Horror Movie Review and next Tuesday for another Tubi TV offering. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to Daily Horror Habit on your preferred streaming service and follow the show on Instagram at Daily Horror Habit and on Twitter at Daily Horror Pod for episode updates. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you guys next time.